What's up, y'all? This is Vico, and you're listening to Radio One Chicago, WLUW. And I am being joined right now by Danny Rico. Danny, you there? Yep. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for making the call. Are you traveling right now? Uh, no, I'm in Chicago. Oh, okay. Just, mm-hmm. just didn't want to do the studio thing. This felt more comfortable. Uh, no, actually, I'd, I'm not. I had uh, no, uh, no. <laughs> I'm just messing. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Cool. I love the studio. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Um, well, thank you so much for being with us. So, uh, quick trivia—not trivia, but quick little fact. You were my first interview, so just bear with me as I sort of throw out a few questions for you. Um, I'm actually really curious about some of the music that I saw posted up on your website. It was definitely something that I hadn't really seen before. It felt very retro. So you call yourself a producer. You say that you're multi-instrumentalist and you're also a vocalist. It seems like you do a lot, super talented. Um, So how do you juggle all that? (laughs) Like, is there something that you're more passionate about than something else? Um, well, it kind of all comes together as one as part of one big package. Um, so, you know, I have a studio that I've ran out of my house for the last several years, and with it, I've recorded other groups, other bands, but primarily started focusing on my own material, uh, really trying to bring some of the stuff I um, composed as a songwriter to life. And so, uh, that's a, that's a big part of it. And I played in a quite a few bands over the years and played all different instruments and recently became also more interested in the use of um, programming and sequencing and electronic or digital uh, drum beats, Mm -hmm. uh, which has sort of like augmented some of those skills. And pretty much it's just putting those pieces together, you know, and all it it really amounts to is recording a song and and, uh, trying to do a good job with the production and the mixing, et cetera. Dope. And it looks like you focus a lot on pop, which I think is really cool. It's very like retro pop, though. It's something that I don't hear too much of anymore. But you also combine it with all these other genres. Um, so I saw bubblegum pop and soul in there, which I thought was a super interesting combination. How does how do you bring those two together? Um, well, I've grown up, and I think everybody has been exposed to a healthy dose of uh, bubblegum pop throughout their lives. Uh, for me, it just so happened that it started off when I was a kid listening to a lot of the a lot of the uh, music of my parents and uh, older relatives, and even my friends. We were kind of more into like Beatles and Elvis and a lot of older music um, until I basically became an adolescent and started paying way more attention to what was going on at the time, which was like you know, um, exciting stuff in hip-hop and R&B and that kind of thing. Um, so that's that's kind of the pop element where I'm coming from with that. And then when it comes to soul music and that kind of thing, um, that's sort of based on the tradition of being a live musician um, in Chicago and playing at clubs and playing at venues and sort of bringing that um, excitement and energy and rhetoric with the audience into the into the produced sound um you know and then also there's a big rock and roll element to the whole thing and it's very guitar driven yeah so why bubblegum pop for you though like why is that something that really stuck out as like the main genre that you would want to explore um 
I guess I, I just want my music to... I've, I've done a lot of really niche, um, you know, even like experimental and uh, even darker music and stuff, but mm. I just kind of want my music to have more of a universal appeal. And it's not necessarily to, you know, become a world-famous superstar, as maybe the the, the phrase bubblegum pop would imply, but it's more along the lines of just, like, being able to make a diverse audience comfortable, you know, people of all ages and different creeds and races and stuff like that. And that's just kind of what I'm going for. Yeah, it's fun. So I, wanted, it's I wanted to groove. I wanted to be fun, you know. Um, I wanted to, you know, broach important subjects, but not w- without being, you know, violent or w- really dark or anything like that, because it's also just not me. So Yeah, it's, everything seems to stay pretty light and fun from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, even your songs are called Casual Feeling. <laughs> it's like <laughs> definitely very casual, super approachable. Yeah. Sweet. So yeah. a lot of your songs are also, you say that you do a lot of love songs too. Um, mm-hmm. So why love songs then? Um, I think that's just part of the part of me reflecting a lot of my influences and um, mo- most of the, much of the music that I grew up listening to was you know primarily focused on love and pretty much pop music for the tw- entire 20th century was all about love and so when I think about songwriting that's kind of that's kind of my default that's kind of like what's always coming to mind um, and my way of sort of internalizing that and making it relevant or fresh or, um, in, you know, in my own eyes is sort of thinking about love, not only as like a private, um, personal romantic and, you know, uh, relationship between two people, but thinking about it as like a more university or universal quality of like harmony and unity and, um, sort of using words like, I don't know if I really use the word love a lot in songs, but using words associated with it and uh, um, actual examples of human relationships and stuff like that as to serve as like microcosms for greater harmony and trying to like achieve greater forms of harmony. Nope. I definitely see that. Definitely using words like soft, casual, there's definitely emotions in there. And it all does seem very like approachable. Yeah, and I'm trying to keep it updated. You know, a lot of it, a lot of it sort of is something that maybe you could have heard in a, in a song in like the 1960s or something, but mm-hmm. it also maybe some lyrics are a little bit ask certain questions or kind of suggest certain relations relations between the characters and the stories or whatever that are a little bit more right now, a little bit more, you know, when people are dealing with sort of different understandings of how relationships function and that kind of thing as our ideas change as, you know, as we evolve as, as a, I guess, and our, you know, culture changes, etc. True, true. And I definitely see it in your visuals, too. So I know something that I always notice in musicians is that sometimes it they struggle sometimes to align the audio with the visual, but your visuals are, like, pretty dope, super colorful still, very poppy. But this I'm looking at 2017, I think. There's a song called Dangerous that I'm that I was looking at earlier, and then mm-hmm. I looked at some of your 2016 stuff, and it seems to have more of this like vintage feel, like uh, almost like there's a haze over the lens. Um, so I don't know. Can you tell us a little bit about like how you approach visuals? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, 
the one, on the one hand, you know, I have a lot of really talented uh, friends that are artists and uh, artists, other musicians, videographers, etc. And basically, what I try to do is kind of come up with a vision for what I'm looking for and some keywords, and then in some cases, I'll bring it to these other people that I know and have them help me sort of execute it. And what I kind of go for, generally, or what I have been looking for in the visual aspect of my releases has been uh, timelessness. That's like the mm-hmm. key word. So that Dangerous Music video is um, pretty much just an homage to Top of the Pops 70s rock and roll yeah, music definitely. promotional videos. And I was really going for that. And, you know, it, kind of one thing, one quality I liked about the last couple of releases I did was that if you saw them at a record store, you might, like, see it and be confused and think it might be a reissue from, like, the 70s or yeah. 80s or something. That's actually you know? what I thought when I heard yeah. it. Yeah. And, you know, um, and hopefully people can kind of respond to that and be surprised, and it's just a, a, an aspect that is enjoyable for them. Oh. So I've thrown out a couple songs, uh, but are there any particular songs that maybe you'd want to take a moment to just sort of let people know about? Um, well, the... Uh, I'm releasing a single. It's already been. It's on a label, um, a French record label. Uh, the single is called uh, "Flesh and Bone," and it's uh, available on actual vinyl on a seven-inch single, um, which you play at 45 RPMs for people who play records. And um, there's the. Uh, you can also listen to it online on my SoundCloud or on my Bandcamp. Um, it's all available through my website at danrico.com. Um, the song, the A side is called Flesh and Bone, the B side is called Gold Vovo, and yeah, those are those are the newest releases. I'm doing a release party on Saturday at Cafe Mustache, um, which is in the Logan Square area in Chicago. Unfortunately, the show is 21 over, but if you are 21, it's a really fun venue to hang out at. Yeah. And it's going to be a really fun show. Yeah, I think I popped in there before. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us before... Uh, we have you head out though. Can you just let us know all the platforms where we can find your music? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as I mentioned, I have a website, danrico.com. Uh, I'm on Instagram if you want to follow that. It's uh, Hi Danrico is the handle. Um, same thing on Facebook, Hi Danrico. Um, you can also search for me on SoundCloud and uh, Twitter. My handle is Dan Danny Rico. Um, but mostly just, you know, Look out for new music releases. I've got a lot of uh, stuff coming soon. And for anybody who might be listening in any other parts of the country, I'll be touring in uh, November and in Europe in January. Are you heading to France? Yeah. I saw a lot of your stuff. You've gotten press in French. And I was like, what? That's pretty good. Yeah, I'm really really excited to go out there. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Dan Rico. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Next time I'll come to the studio. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to guilt you on that one. <laughs> no, it's okay. I just didn't know that was an option. I was just told to. to oh, that's our bad then. Okay. So thank you so All much. Right, we're we're going to close you out with Flesh and Bone. The single that you just mentioned is now available online and in vinyl. This is Dan Rico. <laughs>
Christmas time.